Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm joined by my co-host Noah today. Super excited to do this episode for you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about week nine around the NFL and the trade. Uh, Bradley Chubb being sent to the Miami Dolphins and also the acquisition of Chase Edmonds in the trade and the acquisition of Jacob Martin as well from the New York Jets. Um, but without further ado, how are you doing on this uh, fine evening today, Noah? Uh, you know, you know, living life, can't ever complain. Yes, you know, sir. It's a beautiful day. So, you know, happy to be here. Yes, sir. Life is a gift. Um, I'm not sure being a Broncos fan is, but we, we, we live through it. We live through the, the growing pains. Um, but, you know, we're, we, we're coming off a dub that uh, last week uh, against the Jaguars in London, obviously. I'll recap that in one of our last episodes. Um, and so now the Broncos, uh, we just had our bye week. Um, we just watched all the games around the NFL Sunday. Um, the Texans getting beat by the Eagles last Thursday. Um, and now uh, tonight we have the Monday Night Football with the Ravens and Saints. But we're going to kind of talk about that in a little bit. First, let's go ahead and talk about this Bradley Chubb trade. Let's just get it out of the way. Um, obviously, we've I know me and you, we've voiced our opinions on this. Um, you know, potentially trading Bradley Chubb and the message that it was sent to the locker room. How are you feeling post-trade, um, knowing the, the details that we got back? Obviously, the Broncos acquired a 2023 first, which is huge. Um, they kind of recoup some of that draft capital from the Russell Wilson trade. Um, but they also, you know, acquire a 2024 fourth-round pick um, and then send their 2024 fifth. How are you feeling after this trade? Um, sending away, you know, one of the best players on our defense? Well, you know, I, I got to say, after, like, considering all the uh, information that was, like, given to us after the trade and everything, like Bradley Chubb getting that extension, that was a huge extension. Good for him. Like, I'm happy for him. Uh, guess he wish he was in a Broncos uniform. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if we were going to be able to pay him that uh, – because we have Randy Gregory that we signed to a pretty big deal. Yeah. We had uh, Baron Browning that's going to be a star. We're going to have to pay Patrick Sertain, Javante, Draymond all those guys soon. Draymond Jones, right. We're going to have to pay all these guys. And uh, I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing. I mean, we still have some really good stars on our uh, defense. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what we can do. I mean, maybe we draft an O-lineman with the draft picks that we get, you know things like that, but pretty excited to see what we can do now. Yeah, I think what Broncos fans look at from that perspective, you got to think, you know, he just signed a five-year, $119 million deal, $63 million guaranteed. That's that's insane. Yeah. Um, and that's for someone who's been battling injuries constantly. And, you know, no no knock to Bradley Chubb, but he hasn't really shown that he can consistently, uh, consistently stay healthy. Um, this is, I believe, you know, eight – eight, nine games now that he's been healthy, you know, congrats to him. Um, you know, he gets to go to a contender and be great, gets the bag that he wants. So really, it really, it was good. It was good for both, both sides. I mean, you look at the Dolphins perspective, they turned that Trey Lance trade into Tyree kill Jalen Waddle and Bradley Chubb. Those are all core players that can literally like carry you to a championship. Um, so uh, really good for them, but also the Broncos, obviously gave up two first two seconds multiple starters for Russell Wilson they're all in on him they want him to be their franchise QB for you know the next you know five to seven years um if not longer so um 
you know, to get back a first round pick from that trade um, at, and, you know, potentially get a big weapon for him or if it's, you know, someone who can protect him, help with the protection. I know a few games we've seen the O-line really, uh, you know, drag this team down. Um, not the last few weeks. O-line hasn't been to blame. Um, but there's been a few games this year where the O-line has really kind of, um, you know, held back this offense, um, potentially use that first-round pick on a right tackle maybe. Um, and then also there's issues right now with uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, his injury problems, but he has been extremely lackluster to the beginning of the season. Um, he hasn't been what we wanted him to be. I know me personally, I was rooting for him to fall down to the Broncos in the draft. And when we got him, I was excited, but he just hasn't been – um, what we wanted to, him to be as a starting center in the NFL. Um, Graham Glasgow is someone who I want to see take over for the rest of the season, despite, you know, whatever, how long uh, it takes for Cushenberry to come back. But um, it, it's kind of one of those things where you get a first round pick and it's big, it's big. You can potentially, like I said, get a, um offensive lineman or a weapon for Russ. So yeah, um, you know, Bradley Chubb, he's a great player. But you look at other trades around the NFL. Um, T.J. Hawkinson went for a second and third, which you know I think the I think the Lions fleeced in that trade. Um, they it's funny how they just scored yeah. two tight ends, uh, two touchdowns with their tight ends after trading T.J. Hawkinson. I thought that was crazy. Um, and then you look at other trades where um, I believe it was Roquan Smith second and a fifth. He's arguably you could make the argument he's a better overall like player than Bradley Chubb. He just He's so valuable and all, you know, he's like a kind of like a hybrid player. Um, and he only went for a second and fifth. So um, I think fans should be happy that we got a first out of him because that from a hindsight, that kind of looks like a really good trade for um, the Broncos. But it, when you look at it all together, it's a, it's a great trade for both sides. One team's really, um, you know, a contender right now and in, in, in the AFC and the Broncos, obviously three and five record. We're not what we uh, wanted to be. We're not what we thought we were going to be. Um, you know, there's still a chance, though. There's plenty of football left, um, but they're just going to have to go on a big win streak. But um, obviously this trade, I know me and you have talked about this. Trading Bradley Chubb doesn't do the Bronco, anything for the Broncos right now. And that's kind of where um, I'm, not too I'm not too happy about that. Um, it it kind of makes you think that George Payton is admitting. I know he said in the press conference that regardless of the record, they would have traded Bradley Chubb, but it kind of makes you think they're admitting that, you know, we kind of want to be sellers because we're not as good as we thought we were going to be when you're contenders and you know, you're going to win games, you're going to keep all your good players. You, you know, all that depth matters to you, but they're trying to recoup draft capital. Um, so I think that that stands pretty obvious and clear. Um, but the fact that they just got something out of uh, Bradley Chubb for a really deep edge group, um, you know, granted they are injured at that position and uh, there is injury. So that's a little uh, worrisome. Um, I know people have their different opinions on like really how deep our edge group is, but um, you know, you have some really good rotational pieces like Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito is doing, he's, he's first in the league um, in terms of our rookie edge rushers and pass rush win rate win rate. So when he gets more opportunity, he's going to be really good for this uh, edge group. So yeah, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito could be really solid rotational pass rushers. And obviously Baron Brown is expected to come back after the bye week against the Titans. Um, and then Randy Gregory's is, um, it was reported by Mike Cliss this morning that he is um, expected to miss at least uh, one more game or two before he's able to come back. So um, it's, it's looking like, uh, don't quote me on this, but it's looking like it's going to be a Baron Browning, um, Jonathan Cooper, uh, edge rush right now. Um, it sprinkles some Nick Benito in there. 
Um, Randy Gregory, I don't, I wouldn't expect him to play against the Titans, for, um, honestly. But um, you know, it's overall what I'm trying to say is, you know, the edge group was deep enough for George Payne to feel comfortable in acquiring a first round pick for Bradley Chubb. And like you said, they they weren't they probably weren't going to pay him because you know they're also going to have to pay Draymond Jones. I think it's one of the situations where you're going to have to pick between one of those guys. And um, Draymond Jones is he's just like been really it's really hard to come by like very effective, great interior defensive line play, and he's been really big for the Broncos this year. Um, to lose Draymond Jones and keep Bradley Chubb would kind of I that kind of would have that would have angered me and you know most Broncos fans. So. Um, this this does make sense. I don't think they would have been able to sign both when you're already paying Randy Gregory five years, $70 million, and, you know, a lot guaranteed. So um, th- this trade does look, look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future really holds for the Broncos, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you got Greg Dulcich, who's leading the receiving yards uh, for rookie tight ends. It's awesome. In three games. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's crazy i mean it it's going to be an exciting couple years i think Russ will end up getting a lot better as the season goes on and then yeah. especially for next season uh i mean i'm not going to lose faith in Russ because you don't go from a superstar player and then all of a sudden just like fall off randomly like it doesn't happen especially I, not in yeah. one year i I'm mean not- it doesn't make sense I'm not buying into any of that yeah, crap that right. that Russ is deteriorating. Right. I think his um decision making and his reads have been worrisome. Um, that's really kind of scared me. But I, I really don't think it's gonna be a long term issue for Russ. Russ, I think Russ is still Russ. Yeah. Um, I think Nathaniel Hackett is trying to force him too much into his offense. Um, it just. I've I've said this multiple times on the podcast. Russ, seeing Russell Wilson trying to operate in this offense, um, just in the pocket, is su- it looks super awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. It, it's it's crazy that you know I hate to say this, but Pete Carroll deserves a lot of credit because the way he was utilizing Russell Wilson, um, is exactly you know how he's supposed to be used, yeah. and um, you know I I do give credit to Russ for getting out of there because you know offensive line play and the way everything was kind of going down. Um, I, I didn't really want to see him stay there. Um, and so, you know, he gets out, goes to Denver. We have weapons here. It's just, it's all down to the schematics in this offense right now and execution and all that together. This offense just needs to just figure it out. Um, you know, obviously they did put, put three touchdowns on the board last week, um, but it needs to be a consistent thing. And even overall in that game, the offense kept sputtering out too many times. Um, it was really hit or miss in that game. It was kind of weird to see. We were either going third out, we were, or we were scoring a touchdown. Right. So, um, or you know, there was the one drive. There was the one drive where we did throw a pick, but um, uh, but that, that still technically was three and out. So, um, well, yeah, yeah. And so then the first throw he threw almost was a pick. Made me a little nervous for the start of the game, but then, yeah, he, it yeah. It seems it. like, and I, I don't know if like people just don't feel me with this. Um, don't like understand where I'm coming from on this. And it feels like such like a, um, it feels like a take that has like no analysis behind it, but I feel like Russell Wilson's nerves do get to him more than people want to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says to the media, I don't waver. Um, you know, I don't get nervous, but you could really tell in that Seattle game, Seattle game is one of his best games. Don't get me wrong, but you could really tell on some of those throws that the nerves were getting to him. Yeah. And he just, he looked, it didn't look like the rust that we, you know, the, the comfortable and confident rust. 
Um, you know, he portrays his image to the media, but um, I could tell that the nerves had gone, gone to him quite a bit this season. And then when he was injuring that shoulder and the hamstring, you could tell it was getting to his head. You, you could tell. I mean, the, the, the Colts game says it all. Look back at the tape. Like, those are throws, Russ. Those are not Russ throws. Russ, he, he wasn't being himself. Um, I just want to see Hackett prioritize making Russ more comfortable in this offense, draw up more plays where he's able to extend with his legs and make plays with his legs. That's when Russ is more most comfortable. And when Russ is most comfort, comfortable and confident in the in the playbook and what's being ran, he, he's an incredible quarterback. This dude can put up numbers that are up there with Mahomes, Josh Allen, some of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I don't believe that he's deteriorated from that at all. And I think Broncos fans should, you know, really listen into this and, you know, understand everything's going to be okay with Russ if Hackett can, you know, you know, do plays for Russ, draw plays for Russ that make him feel more comfortable and confident. Um, if he can do that, if uh, Nathaniel Hacking can do that, I think this offense um, will be a lot less awkward and, you know, put up more yards and points. Um, and I know that's what all the Broncos country wants to see. Yeah. Um, I know that's definitely what we want to see. So um, For sure. I mean, but you hit it right perfectly. Uh, when we're trying to fit Russ into the scheme where you sit around in the pocket and, yeah. I mean, he says that the, Russ is – says that he wants to do that to make his career last longer and everything but like russ that's not you exactly you're the guy that goes you're the improviser you know and madden (laughs) you you got that escape artist you go around the pocket escape the pressure make a improvised throw you know stuff like that so i mean we just need to figure something out for for that and then but you hit it right perfectly i mean it was crazy yeah I, I just want to see Russ be more of Russ. I don't want to see more Russ be more of Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett's mm-hmm. offense. Um, it, it's uh, it's just awkward at this point. Like, you, like, come on, Hackett, you tried it. You tried it for the first seven weeks or so, didn't work. Just let Russ be Russ, and he's yeah. gonna make he's gonna make plays to Cortland Sun. He's gonna make plays to Jerry Judy. We're still gonna put up points. It's yeah. just I don't understand this. Like, why does it have to be, you know, all the plays in your offense? Like. I really hope over this bye week they put up more like they put up more um plays that fit him more better and more uh you know effectively schematically mm-hmm. and they they drop more plays for Jerry Judy uh play plays to his strength. Yeah. Um I want to see I want to see them prioritize the individual skill talent they have on the roster. You know cuz we have these guys for reasons. Stop trying to fit them into what your what your offense stands for going dating back to you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense and Mike LaFleur, uh, Matt LaFleur's offense. Um, yeah, I, I just want to see them, you know, prioritize the, these uh, skill players on our offense because yeah. uh, th- these things can go a lot better for us. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, with, you know, moving, a, moving along from that, um, the Jacob Martin trade, the Broncos trade a fourth for Jacob Martin and acquire also acquire a fifth round pick. I believe those are 2024 um, mm-hmm. round picks. And, um, yeah, just looking at that trade initially, I was kind of like, uh, who? And then I kind of had to look into it more. Um, I, lo- I know a lot of Broncos fans were uh, freaking out about it at first, but he- he's a really solid uh, rotational piece. I think Broncos country should be uh, excited about this trade. Yeah, I mean, I when I saw the trade, I'm like, okay, who is this dude? <laughs> it, and But, like, I heard the coach was saying, this guy's a great piece. I mean – we just have a lot of depth for the defensive line. I mean, so at that point, 
yeah, sure, trade him. But, yeah, getting some more depth for us at the defensive line, especially as Derrick Henry is going to be coming along this week. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be uh, it's going to be scary. Yeah, it's really I mean, scary. I'm hoping we can – our run defense can, like, stop him. But, you know, Derrick Henry will be Derrick Henry, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh... – <laughs> We're gonna touch. Uh, we're, we'll we'll touch on that in our preview episode. But man, I'm 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 scared for him because you know we yeah. you know to be fair we did we did pretty good against him uh, with uh, I believe it was week one 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, week one 2020. I remember uh, Drew Luck. That was his first game after all the you know the seven and three hype and whatnot. Yeah. And um, you know one of the first plays I remember Mike Purcell, um, you know tackle for loss. Josie Jewell tackle for loss. And just popping him, but you know he's a he's he's a like a he's like a um an endurance kind of guy. He can go. We've seen him like uh, go thirty carries, two hundred. Right. Uh, it was like uh, last week, thirty carries, like two hundred something yards. <laughs> like, like dude, he's like literally um Marshawn Lynch, Calvin Johnson, like put into this giant like Hulk running back. I mean, this dude is like. He's my second best running back in the NFL. I believe Nick Chubb's the best. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love Nick Chubb. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley are like neck and neck, but I gotta mm-hmm. give it to Derrick Henry. This dude's just a tank. He's like literally the Madden ability tank as a a real life player. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, this it'll be a big t- uh, test for us. Um, and yeah, Jacob Martin potential. He could be potentially uh, big in the help and stop the run there. Um, I know Jets executives and coaches have talked really highly of Jacob Martin, but they mm-hmm. ultimately it just came down to opportunity and other players outshining him, um, you know, producing more on their uh, defensive team. Jets have a great, great defense. We're going to talk about them when we get to our week nine uh, recap. Um, they're really carrying the team there. Um, but, yeah, they, they ended up just, um, you know, trading, getting whatever – whatever they could for him and the Broncos go ahead and uh, get a, a edge rusher after trading Bradley Chubb. And it, it seems like a pretty good move. I know some Broncos fans were saying, you know, why trade Bradley Chubb just to get another edge? Why trade an edge rusher just to get another one? Yeah. We were, we're acquiring a first round pick. Uh, we weren't going to trade him. I mean, we just touched on all this stuff. Um, yeah. it, it's common. It's common sense. I mean, why would you not want to get another really solid uh, edge, you know, depth piece at the edge position? position and jacob martin was someone who's acquiring um who is drawing quite a bit of interest uh in the offseason during the free agency period um so yeah to, to get him now is uh it's pretty big for the broncos um so a lot of people have spoken highly about him um also another uh, piece of the trade chase edmonds uh, running back the broncos get yet another running back you can tell that jordan payton i wouldn't say he's panicking but um, he's, he's getting quite a few running backs now ever since the Javante Williams injury yeah. and noticing that the running game has really been holding back this offense. Um, I, you know, I can't talk about it enough. A lot of people don't realize how lackluster the running back position has been since Javante got injured. And, you know, we, we saw it coming. Um, they've acquired, they signed uh, Marlon Mack off the practice squad, um, from whoever it was. And then we also, um, th- we signed Divine Zigbo back to the practice squad, obviously acquired chase Edmonds in that uh Bradley chubb trade um and who who else was it i'm uh oh latavius murray duh yeah yeah, yeah. latavius murray signed uh signed him off the saints practice squad and yeah that's i mean those are pretty uh right. those are those are guys who were like effective starters in the league at one point um 
Chase Edmonds obviously was killing it with the Cardinals. Um, Octavius Murray has been in the league a while. He's a big guy. Um, and he he's like he's pretty much our starter right now. Uh-huh. Um, he's been outplaying Melvin Gordon a lot. Um, you know, not just in terms of carries, but whatever he's whatever what he's doing on the ground. Um, and then yeah. Marla Mack was a really effective for the Colts at one point. Um, I know Colts fans thought he was their guy, uh, their franchise guy for a little bit. And yeah, so George Payton going out and get these uh, these three guys, and you can tell it just shows more and more that Melvin Gordon has gone this off season, and they don't even have faith to keep up with him for the rest of the season. Yeah. And so yeah, the the future um, doesn't look good for Melvin Gordon in a Broncos uniform at all. Um, he he just hasn't he hasn't been what we thought he was going to be. Um, he hasn't been anything close to what we thought he was going to be yeah. this season. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, me personally, I didn't want him back, uh, this season. I, but I did feel like he would at least be a solid, you know, uh, um, you know, second option to Javante yeah. Williams, but he just hasn't been that. Um, yeah. but what do you, but like looking at this chase Edmonds trade, what, what do you, what do you get from this? I was kind of confused. I mean, Obviously, Mike Boone goes on IR. Javante Williams goes on IR. Yeah. We pick up Marlon Mack, and then we trade for Chase Edmonds. I mean, I guess get what you can, but at the same point, or at the same time, you have Melvin Gordon. Obviously, his fumbles are a little scary. Uh, not a little. They are scary. Uh, <laughs> then you got Latavius Murray, who's been doing actually really well especially in this offense. I mean, I really like Latavius Murray. I mean, what he's been doing, I mean, he seems like he brings a lot more energy than Melvin Gordon, uh, in my opinion. But, I mean, I guess it's not too bad because we're stacking up on running back, seeing which one will kind of fit well with the scheme and do all these types of things. And hopefully uh, Chase Edmonds can be a bigger piece uh, because I think he is pretty young, isn't he? I mean, I don't know what how old he is, but oh, Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah. he yeah, he's like somewhere in the mid late twenties. Yeah, I mean, so he could still be in this league, and maybe he'll be like a better Melvin Gordon, like a second option to Javante Williams. Uh, maybe next season or you know whenever that will be. So yeah, because he's he's on a two year twelve million dollar deal. Right. Yeah. That's uh, it's pretty big for a that's a pretty big deal for a running back. The mm-hmm. Dolphin, the Dolphins thought highly highly of him when they picked them up and the Broncos haven't made any contract restructures which is interesting yeah I mean but I mean we'll see I hope I hope uh that can add uh, a little bit like thunder and lightning to our uh offense and our run game because we really need that right now uh yeah. especially if our passing game isn't doing well obviously we're going to need to uh fix something up for uh the run game so yeah i'm actually really excited about this trade um losing javante williams really hurt you know that's my favorite player yeah sucks um but yeah i I think chase edmonds can give us some pops to the running game and another thing is he's really a really really good receiving back really good receiving back one of the best in the league in my opinion yeah um he's really effective in that game and uh, Russell Wilson was really depending on that with Javante Williams and that, you know, that was helping our offense build drives mm-hmm. in the, the beginning of the season. I think that's not uh, talked about enough. And to get Chase Edmonds, who's a re- uh, such a great receiving back that Javante Williams was kind of molding into before mm-hmm. his injury, that could really help our offense. I think it's uh, it's going to be pretty big for this offense. I, I think that's what George Payton saw on the tape. 
Um, and, you know, that's a how I think of it is uh, it's another weapon for Russell Wilson. I, I like this trade. Um, I'm not a fan of them keeping I'm not a fan of Chase Edmonds contract and, you know, them not making any restructures there. Um, I'm assuming there will be some work done in the offseason. I'm not sure if he will be, be uh, brought back. I know he, he is under contract for next year, but, um, you know, the Broncos have all the options on the table for whatever they're going to do with him. But um, but for what it for what it is this season, um, I, I like Chase Edmonds uh, for the rest of the season. I know obviously he's only averaging 2.9 yards a, a carry. Not, not ideal at all. He's been very underwhelming to the start of the season. Um, I'm not going to sit here and – you know, say he's been a great back and great signing for the right. Dolphins. But, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if it was like a scheme thing, opportunity, offensive line blocking. I'm going to be honest, I haven't really watched Chase Edmonds tape with the Dolphins. I've seen a few plays here and there. But um, but I'm just thinking of the Chase Edmonds we literally just saw, like, not even a year ago So with the um, Cardinals. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't think it's a big stretch to say that he can, get, he can get back to that caliber of a player if the opportunity presents itself. Um, so I think he's one of those guys who can easily jump over Melvin Gordon on the depth chart. Uh, so like somewhere midway into the, um, the Titans game this week and, you know, start, start stealing uh, reps and carries and, you know, really be, uh, become a factor in this uh, offense, not only in the ground, but in the, uh, in the air. Yeah. I mean, it, hopefully it really pans out for us. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't want to see another running back get set up for like failure you know what I mean like Melvin Gordon was I don't think he was set up for failure but like he has been kind of like a disappointing uh at least this year I mean I thought it, yeah. I didn't really want him back this year because I really wanted to see what Javante could do yeah. with like the majority of the carries and I feel like Javante would be the type of guy like a Derrick Henry get stronger as the game goes on keep feeding me, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, hopefully it, it, it works out for us. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of, and that kind of recaps the trade there with the Miami dolphins and the, uh, obviously the Jacob Martin trade as well um, at the trade deadline. Uh, Broncos are pretty active this year uh, as opposed to previous years. Um, I know obviously last year, the heartbreaking trade Von Miller to the Rams and George Payton makes another, another gutsy move. Um, that kind of, you know, shows the caliber of GM that he is to the uh, not only Broncos country, but the NFL. Mm -hmm. He trades another star pass rusher. And um, while we saw the rumors and everything, that kind of took us, um, you know, a bit a bit by surprise, especially the way Bradley Chubb has played up to this point. Um, but, yeah, with that being said, we kind of kind of jump into uh, week nine around the NFL. Um, I want I want to just go ahead and uh, talk about these games um, starting uh, week nine with the uh, Eagles and Texans game. Eagles obviously win this one, twenty nine to seventeen. Uh, couldn't couldn't be more predictable. Um, I did see that. Uh, I didn't actually watch this game, but I did see at some point that it was a uh, fourteen to four. I believe at halftime yeah. it was fourteen to fourteen. So it it was a ball game. It was a it was a good game. I, I didn't watch all of it. I watched the majority of it, and then Damian Pierce puts up one hundred thirty nine yards. Unfortunately, no touchdowns. Yes, he's a beast. He is a rookie, right? Yes, he's, he's a rookie. A, yeah, that's okay. crazy. I just want to make sure. I mean, he's putting up some crazy numbers as a rookie and with the Houston Texans. I mean. This dude is like the – him and Javante, man, they run hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't think Damian Pierce run, ran that hard, but right. there's, there's a one carry where it really reminded me of Javante Williams against the uh, Ravens. 
Um, oh, yeah, where he's dragging, like, a whole bunch of players. Yeah, this dude is, like, holy cow. Um, I feel bad for the fact that he's on the Texans, man. Yeah. They, they're, it's like, uh, it's that, it's that meme where, um, it's a Lamborghini next to the, the, the trailer, <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> that's literally Damian Pierce. Oh, I, that's, I, I that feel, one's hilarious. I, I feel, I feel so bad for that man. Oh um, my god. But yeah, nothing really much to say about that game. I mean, the Eagles are obviously Super Bowl contenders. Me personally, I don't believe they're going to the Super Bowl, but, um, yeah. But you know, they're. Never, you never know what can happen. You think they're uh, the um, the twenty twenty Steelers? Mm. Like where they have an easy schedule and then cakewalk. They're eleven and zero. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they lose like six games in a row. <laughs> the Cardinals too. Right. Kyler Murray, yeah, the Kyler Murray starting off like I, I don't remember what it was. They won like I mean, ten games in a row and then they completely shit the bed. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I think the Eagles might be kind of like a for real team i think they could definitely go to the super bowl they have the talent for sure uh especially how weak the weak the nfc is this year yes i mean people are saying the cowboys but like you know they're not them boys uh (laughs) but i don't know i mean i think the eagles could definitely make it the super bowl my my super bowl matchup is kansas city and the eagles actually so uh chiefs and eagles yeah the Kelsey brothers. <laughs> I know everybody's trolling the Cowboys, but I, I think they could actually make a solid yeah. playoff run. Um, obviously Mike McCarthy has the experience. Um, I think it's really all going to come down to, uh, like if Zeke can actually be, you know, prime yeah. Zeke. Um, also Dak Prescott is he is he going to continue to be like a, a you know manage the game well for the Cowboys? Right. Uh, but I don't think it's any 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 doubt that the Cowboys defense is elite. Um, at you know, up to the beginning of the season, I really, I really didn't think they were gonna be the team that they were. Um, so it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy to see that they're one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they're they're right there to you know potentially be in Super Bowl conversations. Um, I know everybody they're they're clowned so much by you know the me, the media and everything, and you know me personally, I don't like the Cowboys at all. I mean, I we, <laughs> we we own them, but um, <laughs> I mean. I, who knows? Maybe they switch Tony Pollard and Zeke, you know, kind of just they do a should. switch. I mean, Tony Pollard seems like he's a better runner right now. They should. All right, so now we can kind of talk about uh, the Colts game. Um, the Colts lost 3-26. to um, They just continue to look worse, and I just, like, cry myself to sleep, the fact that we lost to them. Um, so sad. Uh what 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 did you think about this game? The Broncos. Uh, I'm sorry. The pass obviously rolled back with uh, um, Mac Jones, but he has another kind of a mid performance. What what do you think about this? Mac Jones was just very inconsistent this year. Yeah. I mean, last year we kind of saw quite a few glimpses of what he can do, uh, and I really thought he was going to be like a really like a top quarterback this year because mm-hmm. I mean of the glimpses and he has enough time to like really study even more of the playbook and like understand and get that connection with the players, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, bounce back game for him, but I didn't really watch a lot of this game. I watched a little bit, uh, but you know, I guess good for the Patriots coming back and being the Colts that every team in the league should beat. 
Damn, just discredited everything. I mean, dude, I'm just saying. And, of course, we're the team that doesn't beat the Colts. Oh, it feels bad. Uh, it feels awful. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, this um, that reminds me, the Colts this morning, uh, as of this morning, according to Adam Schefter, Tom Palacero, uh, the Colts fire, after this loss, they fire Frank Reich. After a few seasons um, as a head coach for them. And Jeff Saturday is hired as the interim head coach. He has no coaching experience in the NFL or college. And he um, and now on their, their whole staff, nobody has any offensive play calling experience. What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, if you're a Colts fan, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, how, who, who's their general manager? Is it Jim Mersey? Is that who their general manager is? Yeah. For this yeah. yeah. Bro, that, that makes no sense. Jeff oh, Saturday, he's their, uh, their, um, obviously their center for a long time. He's, uh, I don't know if he's in the hall of fame yet, but he eventually will be, um, if he isn't, um, he was a head coach for a high school football team. Like, damn, that's very qualifying, isn't it? <laughs> Very much so, actually. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, they're trying to play the trick. You know that one oh, – I forgot when it was. The Colts, they had one guy line up under center, and then the rest of their people went into motion, and then they went to, like, the oh, right. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to do a trick play with their coaching staff. Oh, my God, dude. Imagine, imagine Jeff Saturday gets fired after one game. I will laugh my ass. 56 to like nothing. <laughs> who do, I wonder who they even play. Oh my I don't gosh. know. Hold on. Let me see. I can check real quick. Um, Jeff Saturday, man. Cold, they play the Raiders. Oh, that's a, it's a mid-off. Josh, <laughs> Josh McDaniels, who isn't even supposed to be a head coach, versus Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience in college football or the NFL. That's going to be an interesting one. That's going to be an interesting one. Black management's going to be a little. That game is going to be so comical that it should literally be played on like Comedy Central or Nickelodeon or something. Well, how about the Raiders? <laughs> okay. <laughs> how about the Raiders blowing another 17-point lead? Love to see it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that game. Raiders, uh, how do you lose to the Jaguars? Bro, hey, hey, thanks for uh, losing to our uh, leftovers, Raiders, because we just, you know, we just beat them in London. And, you know, the Jaguars are, I said it last week, they're, they're not a terrible team. They're, their yeah. record is better, is worse than what they're, you know, how good their team is. Travis Etienne is just a beast. Um, right. 28 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, the average isn't too great, but he's, you know, he's putting up yards. And he, he's yeah. ta he's taking the bulk of the load, and he's making me eat my words. I said in one of our episodes, um, you know, I didn't think Travis Etienne is a three-down back. Well, it's looking like he is. If he can stay healthy, man, he looks – he is so special. I mean, I, I told people yeah. that – I told people that, you know, he's – he was I had him higher in my uh, rankings than Najee Harris coming out of the draft. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, Najee true. Harris doesn't look good at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, neither does their O-line, but – you yeah, know, but... there's I think there's one play I saw where um 
was it what this is this previous week where uh Najee Harris roll uh had a, like a catch out to his left and then there's like five yards or so of like open grass he can easily pick mm-hmm. up the first down yeah. and yeah. he just he, he didn't get it that is like bust that's that's like stutter bust. stepping he kept like yeah. stutter stepping and everything and but, like, like you're not moving <laughs> yeah like bro like who are you trying to fool the grass like right on, hey whatever he's got to do and he still didn't pick up the first down obviously uh Raiders in this game were up 17 to zero and you get outscored 27 to three. Oh my God. Love to see it. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to see it. That's just so awful. Derek Carr is not a franchise QB. Um, <laughs> he had a good game too. <laughs> it was so funny. He had a, he probably had his best game of the season and he still lost. <laughs> so sad, dude. I don't know. I'm happy. (laughs) Hey, and uh, the crowd that Nate Hobbs is better than uh, Patrick Sertan crowd is a real quiet. Actually, I I don't even see him on the stashy, so he might be injured. So that's kind of fucked up. I just said that, but um, (laughs) uh, oh dear God. (laughs) Moving on, we have um, the Packers and Lions. Holy cow! I chose the Lions. I don't even you cho- you chose Alliance. I chose the Alliance because I just had a feeling because I picked up Jared Goff because all my other quarterbacks are on a bye week and Ooh. wasn't too good, but still won. Uh but I don't know. I just had a feeling about the Lions that uh they were gonna do something. But and the Packers just haven't looked good since like oh ever. <laughs> Dude, they I look mean, so bad. That Devontae Adams trade killed them a lot more than what they had hoped. And, yeah, the receiving no. core. Um, Alan Lazard had, like, a big reception for a touchdown, which carried his stat line, four, eight, four for 87 and a touchdown. Besides that, you have some random Josiah Dugarara, five catches, 41 yards. I don't even know who this guy is. They probably picked him up at the, your local McDonald's. And he's doing pretty good. (laughs) Their second round pick, Christian Watson, two catches for 24 yards. Absolutely no factor in this game. Um, yeah, this is just this bad, man. They obviously offered a second round pick to the Steelers for Chase Claypool, but they got denied because the Steelers, uh, they believe in the Packers more, they believe in the Bears. They, you know, thought their draft pick would be higher. Um, but it looks like the Bears are going to be better than the Packers. That's insane, man. I don't oh, even know. I don't even know what to say about that game. Fifteen and nine, Green Bay. Green Bay fans. Score. They should have traded uh, Aaron Rodgers while they could. They should have just. You're right. They should have just said, you know, fuck you. We don't need you. Screw your your contract. Uh, we don't That's want. What Lil Wayne said. That's what Lil Wayne tweeted out. He said, "Hey, it, we should have traded Aaron Rodgers when we could." Hey, when Lil when uh, Wheezy speaks, you listen. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I also saw a meme of like the SpongeBob that says Aaron Rodgers looking for who to blame now, and then it's a picture of himself and he's looking at the picture. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny! God, Chargers and Falcons, Chargers win this one 20 to 17. Mariota, you sold Kyle Pitts was wide open, bro. Makes me so mad. Don't tell me that, Falcons don't tell me are, that, bro. The I have, Charger- I have Kyle Pitts. Oh, that's yeah. You should trade them all you can. Yep. The uh, Chargers, 
Um, they five and three. That is the most like Mickey Mouse, LeBron, Le, Le Mickey James, like the record. Oh my God, they should have a losing the record. Mickey James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, dead. Yeah. Don't make me. Don't, uh, make, don't make me do the face. Um, don't the what face? <laughs> I, I see. I, I see this reverse psychology. Um, five and three. The Chargers should not be five yeah. and three, dude. This angers me. We should have won we, against them. Yeah, the fact that we lost them. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this game, bro. They Herbert had a two. Had, Herbert had 245 yards passing yards on forty three attempts, which honestly surprised me. Usually gets more than that. Yeah. Um, and then Austin Eckler only had forty seven yards. He continues to be extremely mid running back on the ground. Um. But, you know, I don't even know what to say. The fact that they were that, you know, lackluster on offense and still were able to win this game just shows how poverty the Falcons are. The Falcons, obviously, they only had a 10-point lead, but they still technically choked in my books. This is another – this is like yeah. a, a choke-off game, and it proved <laughs> to be true. Um, I was rooting for the Falcons. I chose the Falcons to beat the Chargers also because I just – I don't know. I was hoping. And, of course, not – I mean – at least I got the Lions one correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jets and Bills game. The Jets win 20 to 17, and I might be eating my words that for calling them frauds a few weeks ago. Now, uh, here, hear me out. I still think they're frauds. I still I think they're too. frauds after. Yeah, I, I still think we still think they're frauds after beating the Jets 20 to 17. I. It's coming out. It's reportedly coming out right now that Josh Allen's injured and he's going to be like limited in practice and he's going to be day to day. Maybe that played a factor in this game, but the Jets, the Jets defense just owned them. Um, Josh Allen, 205 passing yards, but he was picked off twice. The Jets yeah. secondary just continues to get takeaway after takeaway after takeaway. Um, Stephon Diggs, he still had a really solid game. Um, besides that, no one in their offense really was a factor for them. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Naeem Hines. I don't think he was active in this game. Um, but you know he didn't. No. He didn't have any carries in this game. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson, such a 18 to 25, 154 <laughs> yards, a touchdown. How are they winning games like this? And especially with uh, Brees Hall out, how does that make sense? I mean, yeah, the I fact that I guess it's the defense. As a Broncos fan, you look at this and you're like, you know the. The Broncos' offense looks extremely underwhelming too, um, and their defense is arguably like the best in the league. But we're still losing games. So yeah, the Jets. I think the Jets are frauds. Obviously, defense win championships, but at some point, you know, you got to realize that this is a quarterback-driven league, and their quarterback is uh, is a bust. So, I feel like every team just like is uh, underestimating like the Jets, and then when their defense is actually that good. Uh, they kind of get overwhelmed. I don't know if that's what happened with the Bills, but I don't know because the Jets' defense is really the only good part <laughs> of the team. So I don't know how this makes any sense, but, you know, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jets are 6-3 and three now. Um, the Bills are still in the first in the division at 6-2 and because of the bye. Um but the Jets are right there because they have a win over the Bills. So um, that 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 division is really interesting because the Dolphins are right there as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that's going to be interesting how that plays out. And then the Dolphins are five. I'm sorry, the Patriots are five and four. So we're looking at the most competitive division of football right now. Um, yeah. You know, even with the uh, uh, NFC, I believe it was the NFC East, um, with you know the Giants, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, the Eagles, obviously. So yeah, those are two really interesting divisions. Um, but you know, the AFC, the AFC East, anybody, yeah. it's literally anybody's division right now. That's kind of crazy. Um, I, I did not expect the Jets to get that win at all. So that was definitely the, the biggest shocker of the week to me, uh, even with the Lions and Packers game. Right. Um, Vikings and Commanders. This one was closer than the Vikings probably so. wanted it to be. Um, the Commanders really could have used a win here. Um, and, you know, that just – you look at that record. If the Commanders could have won this game, that's a that's just like the, uh, the, the you know, Patriots-Bills in their division – because yeah. if they, if they win this game, they're five and four, and they're right there, um, for you know like second or third in the you know second division. They win a few games, maybe get mm-hmm. a divisional game, uh, divisional win. They could they could be right in it. Um, obviously, Eagles are eight and zero, so they're far away. You know, first place in that division, yeah. but um, it would have been a huge one. Yeah, it would have been a huge one, but they they lose this one twenty to seventeen. Um, Kirk Cousins probably got you know a little too. I want to say too much love, but he, he their offense was so so underwhelming for the majority yeah. of this game. Um, they really pulled it off in the fourth quarter. And you know, to be fair, in all fairness, um, you know the good the great teams, uh, you know, can find ways to win find ways to win games and uh, you know, late in games. Um, you know, they scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, win at 20 to 17. Commanders really should have won this game. Um, but ultimately, ultimately in the end, their offense couldn't get it done. Um, and yeah, there's really nothing much else to say about that. All I have to say is I don't believe the Vikings are as good as their seven, one record says they are. Um, I think they, they may, they may be a first round exit in the playoffs, depending on who they're playing against. I mean, did you see Kirk cousins in the plane after the game? Yeah. He, uh, they're playing the, um, AB, AB song. And he had all the chains around his neck. Yeah, the Kirk Thuggins. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think it's cool that they're supporting their team, their team, their uh, their leader, and all all that. I mean, didn't look but, great. It wasn't a great win. Yeah, I mean, imagine if that if that if one more drive in the fourth quarter went wrong for them, they're looking at their quarterback completely different way. They're not doing all the, right. you know, dances and stuff. Yeah. I feel I, I still think uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm not I'm not really sure about him. I don't I, I believe he's just like the absolute definition to everybody of like what an average quarterback looks like. Um, I think he can make some he can make some big throws and his connection yeah. with uh, Jay Jettas is is pretty um, incredible. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, it, it just makes you think like how good their offense really could be with Kevin O'Connell and an elite quarterback. Yeah. Bengals and Chiefs, I'm sorry, Bengals and Panthers. The yeah. Bengals were up 35 to zero in the first half. Panthers, I don't even want to talk about another Panthers game. They're just so terrible. Um, PJ, holy PJ Walker, three of ten yeah. for nine yards and two interceptions. That's a Kendall Hinton kind of stat. Right <laughs> That's a Kendall. Kendall like, Hinton would have done better. Facts on Gotti, what he would have won this game too. Yep, uh, for real. I mean, Kendall Hinton's the goat, and he at least would have le- led his team to points. Um, right, but, but 
Joe Mixon, five touchdowns. Holy cow, dude. 22 carries, 153 yards, four touchdowns, a touchdown through the air as well. And he, he put up <laughs> 200 scrimmage, scrimmage yards. This this dude came out of nowhere and just balled out. He can ball out when he wants to. I mean, it's just I think once you start actually putting him in to, like, the playbook and, like, putting him into plays and setting up plays for him, he's going to be able to go off. I mean. Yeah. Joe Mixon, I haven't seen him have a game. Uh, obviously, this is the best game forever. of his career, but um, I haven't seen him have, like, as effective game like this in a while. Since yeah. their uh, since their uh, Super Bowl run, so I'm sure for Bengals fans that was uh, encouraging to see. I know a lot of people have him on their fantasy team as well. Um, yeah, Bengals win this one, 42 to 21. Baker Mayfield gave the uh, Panthers a little bit of life in terms of just you know putting points on the board. Obviously, nothing crazy enough to make a miraculous comeback, but um, makes you think what they're gonna what they're gonna do with their quarterback position moving forward. Um, yeah. <sighs> I look kind of stupid for saying they should have, they should have started PJ Walker week one, but well, their quarterback room it makes no sense. Like PJ Walker is making throws like he did against the Falcons, and then the next week he he does this. He goes three of ten for nine yards and two picks. Like doesn't get much worse than that. That's like if no. you threw a high school quarterback in an NFL game. I could do that. <laughs> sure about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know the question where you're – would you be able to run like a normal person, be able to average one yard per run in the NFL? I think I could do that. I'm going to be for real. I think I could do that. Oh, man. It's, I, I'm going to be honest. I have not heard of that shit like that. Same. We, there's a whole thing about it. I've debated about it at lunch. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that I've debated about it with. I think I would be able to average one yard. One yard. <laughs> If they gave me a a decent O line, give me, give me the Bills O line. I'm 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 running at least one yard. Oh, I got I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, bro. I'm adri- I'm averaging like ten, bro. Right. Come on, yeah, talk some slide, nice. some slide. <laughs> talk to me nice. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, if anybody argues against that, that's such cap. I I'll, I will literally go out there with no pads and truck the shit out of Aaron Donald for one yard, dude. Talk to me nice, bro. <laughs> Dolphins and Bears. This is this is a good game. 35 to 32. Um, the Bears, they made some noise in this game, but they continue to show that they're not a good team because they can't find ways to win games. Um, they had a chance to win this game, but the Dolphins, they they get it done because the Bears defense is just poverty. Um, Justin Fields breaks the record for rushing yards in yep. a game by a quarterback. That was that was pretty incredible. Um, 15 carries for 178 yards and a touchdown. Broncos trade for him right for him right now. Replace Latavius Murray. Let's get this deal done. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'm like, I don't think he's a quarterback. I think he's a running back. <laughs> he mean, had 123 passing yards, three tutties though. I'll give him that. That's pretty fire. Okay. Well, um, but yeah. he had like 40 more rush rushing yards and passing yards. That's crazy. And most of his rushing yards literally came on pass plays. Right. He just scrambled. <laughs> he said, Luke gets you. Fuck you. I'm taking off. <laughs> that, that was making me think in the middle of the game. Like, like, dude, when he goes back to the sideline, like, how does an offensive coordinator look at him? Like, like, dude, I'm, I'm calling plays for you to throw the ball and you're, 
you're taking off like you know it's it's cool that you're it's cool that you're like putting points on the board and like it just makes Luke Getzey looks it makes him look like a good like offensive coordinator when you look at the stat sheet but it also makes you look like like damn like he, he's an idiot for not calling these designed runs and shit he's he's on the sideline going wait did I call that I, yeah let's go let's go Justin Fields I trust you but, but in all seriousness, it's probably a part of their game plan where, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say it's like a draw play, but they, they know, like, you know, with the way the defense sets up that, you know, they're going to want Justin Fields to take off. They're going to make it right. want to look like a pass play when it's really not. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Yeah. Lou Getty has done a pretty good job in terms of like um, their run game this season. They're averaging the most rushing yards uh, per game in the NFL. I mean, I don't even have to look that up to know it. I mean, Khalil Herbert. David Montgomery, they're always putting up massive numbers. Yeah. Um, ooh, breaking news just now. We were just talking about this. The Panthers are starting P.J. Walker after what they just saw from him last week. That kind of surprises me. Maybe it's a more like a morals thing, but I, I don't know. You yeah, trade for, you trade for you, yeah, you trade for Baker Mayfield, but instead, after after I'll call him Kendall Hansen, after, <laughs> after P.J. Walker, um, who they literally got from the XFL. They're gonna start him after the kind of game he had. Panthers, you're just poverty, man. I don't even know what to, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> you're poverty. Um, but yeah, nothing else to say about this Dolphins Bears game. Um, yeah. it says Chase Claypool only had one catch for uh. Oh no, I'm sorry. He had two catches for 13 yards. So, um, I mean, really nothing. <laughs> yeah, really nothing. Obviously, there's a controversial call. Um, I want I want to ask you this. Did you think that was pi the the deep shot to uh, uh, Chase Claypool, Javon Holland obviously made contact. So did the corner that was basically holding. Yeah, him. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think you could really call it pi. I, I didn't. I didn't either. So many people thought it, it was. I don't think it is. Right. I mean, when you're both going for the ball, I mean, you can't really call pi for that, right? I, I thought I was the only one. Like, <laughs> so many people. Um, I saw this is kind of off topic, but I saw a flight reacts uh, reacting to that. Oh, he, was like, <laughs> he was like, bro, he's literally he's literally holding him. He's like literally like pulling him down like before the ball. I'm like, dude, he was like falling with him as he was falling back. Right. And he like obviously he was holding his waist, but he wasn't impacting him into the way that it was like changing the course of the play and making him not yeah. able to catch the ball. In fact, I don't think the ball went through his hands, but I think Claypool had a chance in catching that ball. For yeah. 1,000%. Um, Javon Holland obviously came over and made a play. If you look at it, just like bef- no replay, nothing, and you just look at it live action, it looks like Javon Holland had P.I. on him, hit him too early, but he didn't. You look back at it, right. he didn't. Um, it was yeah. a great play by Javon Holland. Javon Holland's one of the best safeties in the league. Um, the thing is, I could hear Flight Reacts say exactly what you were saying. I could hear it in his voice. I can't, I, oh, God, he's hilarious. I love, I love Flight <laughs> If you know, if you if you know, you know. Right. Um, Seahawks and Cardinals. Oh my! Why are the Seahawks actually like playoff contenders? This this bothers me. <laughs> Kenneth Kenneth Walker K nine, dude. I wish you were you were on the Seahawks because I hate the Seahawks so much. But you were one of the best run. You were already a top ten running back. It's he's insane. Yeah, he's a god. It's insane how this dude like transitioned from the college to the NFL so fast and like had no kind of setbacks or anything. Yeah. This dude is like, he. I think he's averaging like, like eighty something yards a game now. He obviously just had a twenty six carry, not one hundred nine yard, two touchdown game. Yeah. The, to do this as a rookie is pretty insane. Him and 
um, Damian Pierce, sort of the future of the NFL at the running back position. Uh, Javante Williams as well. Yeah. Um, Travis Etienne too. The running young running backs uh, this year so far have looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to see. Minus Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the the Cardinals obviously dropped the three and six. So many teams who we thought were going to be playoff contenders have just looked so bad this season. You look at the Rams, the Packers. Who would have ever thought they would be this bad this season? The Cardinals, obviously, they just – Cliff Kingsbury is going to be fired pretty soon. Um, I, I don't think it will be in season, but I think he will be fired after the season, yeah. even if even if they make – somehow have a miraculous comeback for the playoffs. I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy how much, you know, those three teams, the Packers, the Bucks as well, Obviously, they're coming off a win, but the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, um, it's crazy how yep. much they, they fell off and the Cardinals, how they fell off in such a short period of time. The yeah. Rams, obviously, we just talked about this, uh, the, the Buccaneers winning. The Buccaneers now 4-5. and five, They defeat the Rams 16-13. This was a defensive game. Um, Matthew Stafford, I, I still obviously, they got a Super Bowl out of him. But 13 to 27, 165 yards, a touchdown. That's not ideal. Um, yeah. What you want out of your quarterback who you just traded for last year. Um, Tom Brady, 45 years old, threw the ball 58 times. 58 times. Since the divorce, he's undefeated. He's undefeated since the divorce. Oh my gosh. Imagine he goes on a big win streak. They, that'd be insane. I saw the meme, the clutch gene returning to Tom Brady after the divorce, and it was uh, – it's hopefully Tom Brady can do something now, right? Who I knows? wouldn't hate to see it. Uh, I would. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, nothing much to say about that game. Like I said, it was defensive. Yeah. Uh, and then the final game of uh, Sunday was – the Chief, I didn't watch this game. The Chiefs beat the Titans in overtime, um, 20 to 17. Derrick Henry, 17 carries, 115 oh. yards, two touchdowns. They should have kept giving the ball to him. It, oh. it, from what the stat sheet looks like, they they threw they ran the ball more than they threw it, but they should have ran it even more, to be honest. Malik yeah. Willis, five of 16 for 80 yards. <laughs> uh, I don't even think he's going to be a quarterback in the NFL. I hate to say it. He, it's going to take him at least two years to develop, to be honest. Um, you're running back he's gonna need some like he's yeah he's probably gonna need a he's either gonna need like some uh jordan love kind of development or he or he's gonna need to like a position change i mean it's it's one or the other um i know the chiefs defense has been pretty solid but it's not solid to where you're throwing 516 um their their leading receiver uh one catch for 48 yards um, then Austin Hooper, two catches for 34 yards. Besides that, nothing. <laughs> nice. That's literally, that's literally nothing. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, your second string running back had one catch for negative four yards. So that, that says it all. Um, <laughs> then Patrick Mahomes on the opposite side. Of, I didn't even see this. He threw the ball. Yeah. 68 yeah. pass attempts. Yeah. Holy. It was crazy. And then he ran, oh like, on the game-winning drive to get a two-point conversion, and he got the touchdown rushing for it. He was doing – the game was crazy, actually. Dude, no me riding shit, but, like, this is the one of the best quarterbacks we've seen of all time. 
Like, yep. I'm ready to insert Patrick Mahomes, like, as the most talented cornerback ever. And I hate to see this as a Broncos fan, but he is, like, seriously, unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, how do you throw the ball 68 times, uh-huh. run the ball six times for 63 yards and a touchdown, 44, 446 passing yards to win a game? The right. fact the fact that they were able to do that, and then the fourth quarter they scored a touchdown, two point conversion, yeah. the score a field goal in overtime. Um, like at, at some point I can't even say that I hate to see it because like you just love to witness greatness like this. It's it's pretty incredible. And at this point, at this point, we're gonna need Russell Wilson to be like a god for us to. Um, obviously our defense is incredible. They're not yeah. anywhere as bad as the Titans defense. Um, so I, it's always the last few matchups we had with the Chiefs has actually been really, really, really close. Um, yeah. like we we could have we could have swept them last year, honestly. We really could have. Um, we could have at least won the one with Drew Lock with the I think the missed block where Melvin Gordon fumbled. Oh, okay. So the last game of the last game yeah. of the season. Yeah. I believe it was the last game of the season. Yeah, it was. I think also the, uh, the alternate unis. Yeah, and dude, we could have won that game. I was I was put in tears sucks but yeah that's gonna wrap it up for uh the week nine recap around the nfl um the chiefs continue to look godly six and two um hopefully when we play them they can have some kind of a offensive collapse like they did against the colts yeah. the fact that they lost to the colts is mind-boggling very much so it's crazy um but yeah that's gonna be it for today's episode hope you guys enjoyed uh fun as always with my boy um noah great episode um we having this up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube um, as well. Um, as you, as some of you guys already know, I started streaming on YouTube. Um, so make sure you guys um, are subscribed, hit the like button, hit all those uh, links in the description. We have in our um, our uh, in the description, you will see all the links for all the podcast availability. Um, if you guys want to stay tuned, make sure you're um, you're leaving a rating and turning on not- notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. All the support is greatly appreciated. Uh, fun doing these as uh, usual. Hope you guys enjoy these uh, week nine recaps. Always fun doing those. Um, yeah, just uh, make sure you guys are on all platforms. Follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. Um, let us know uh, what you guys think of the podcast uh, rating. Um, if you want to DM me on Instagram, Twitter, Bron- at Broncos Avenue, um, I'll be great to uh, listen I'll be, um, it'll be great to listen to your guys' feedback and, uh, you know, opinions on the podcast. Um, as always, thanks for the port support and, uh, the appreciation, uh, you know, we appreciate it so much. Um, anybody takes time out of their day to listen to the podcast. It means the world. If you listen to the end, appreciate you guys so much. Um, that's going to be it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed until the next one. Peace.